Howdy, howdy. Hello. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe around the globe, determining for the questionable benefit of humanity as to whether alleged alien events really did involve aliens. We take it in turns to host, and hosting this week is me, Kev. And alongside me is Mr. Granville Moonwalker. The the Morker of Moons? The Morker of Wombs. (laughs) (laughs) Today... Be careful where you're walking, son. Today, we are beginning our allegedly true tale on February the 2nd, 1971, in a region known as Kiminki in Finland. Our subjects, Mrs. Maninen and Sinika Kwaitinen, had been driving from Kwasamo towards Wula. At about 8pm, one of those subjects just so happened to glance momentarily behind them and was was surprised to be greeted by the sight of a light behind the subjects on the right-hand side of the road. Why would that be odd, to see a light behind you? Because there weren't no street lights, son. Yeah, but like there could have been a motorbike or a car. There wasn't a motorbike or a car. Hold on. Yeah, oh. they were driving. So yeah, it could have been a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> motorbike, uh, normal bike, like pedal bike, scooter. Do you know why there wasn't a bike? Boris bike. Boat. 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 Driving on the road, driving. They might have been near a lake or a river. That doesn't they mean just, that boats can drive on roads. To, they just looked behind them and there was a light to their right. I'm going to sail to yours tomorrow. <laughs> have fun with that. Ahoy there, matey. Yar. Hello, Granville. Permission to come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have done the voice, should I? That's gonna that's gonna come back again. Anywho. After a moment, as our subjects looked back, trying to ascertain whether this light was some kind of vehicle, the light zoomed up towards them and straight over their vehicle. Speedboat. Keeping to their exact pace once above them. Ooh. Hovering speedboat. As the light came above them, the driver of the car, Sinika, or is that Sinika car, reported that their ears had blocked. By this, I guess they're referring to when your ears are about to pop with pressure differences, for example, on a plane, or when you're a passenger in Moonwalker's car, which, by the way, has been named Steed's Revenge since our Blackbeard episode. And as of recording, Steed's Revenge is off the road. Steve's revenge is planning said revenge at this current time. <laughs> of all the episodes I could have chosen today, oh, no. <laughs> I happened to mention that in an episode when your car is broken down and out of action. Uh, Steve's revenge. That's all right. I've got transport. As long as it's not any longer than five weeks. You've got a van again. Yeah. You're a man with a van. I don't mind. A dri- I don't mind driving a van, but when you've got a car that's very responsive under your foot, and then you go to a van, it's a bit of a jump. Yeah, 
and do you find yourself like being on a dual carriageway or something and people are coming up beside you and you just automatically put your foot down thinking you've got it in you and then your <laughs> steed's nightmare just trumps no <laughs> no so what happens is a car will come up beside me and i'll look at it and i'll go oh, if i was in steed's revenge this would be a totally different drive right now <laughs> drive sensibly folks i do <laughs> you're an angry driver no i'm not you have <laughs> that was an angry response <laughs> of an angry driver i wouldn't say i'm angry i just say other people on the road are stupid like <laughs> you can fit a bus through there what are you waiting for so no comments whatsoever on the case then nah you mentioned the car and it's kind of it's got me down <laughs> Poor old Steve's revenge. Oh, I'll be back on the road soon. I hope. Got to sell for that horizon. <laughs> Our subjects came oh, sorry, to... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, now you want to jump now in. Now I want to jump in and go on the case. <laughs> I give you ample opportunity. You're like, no, just want to talk about Steve's revenge. So the moment that the object goes over the top of the car and carries on with their speed, why didn't they... A, either try to speed up. B, try and swerve to see if it was following them, like, directly. Or C, break. So, we are going to move on with this case, of course, but I didn't say that they maintained one constant speed. I just said that it emulated their speed. Oh, okay. So, so no matter speed what they were going, it was just... just above them. Yeah. Our subjects came towards a field where they planned to stop and study the light above them. And as they did come to that stop, the light completely disappeared in an instant. There was no fade. This thing was simply gone. Boop. It was as if the light had zoomed off at ridiculous speeds our minds simply can't fathom. But if I said that to you, I'd be lying. Because in fact, as the subject stopped by this field, they were greeted by the sight of something... Unusual. There was a man in the field with a coat on. Oh no, don't go there. <laughs> That's the worst place <laughs> you could possibly go. He turned towards them, nodded his head. It was a trench coat. And undid his coat. <laughs> they were greeted by a bright light. It was... His mangina! Wow. Not at first they weren't, but after a moment, one of the subjects looked down. Not forward, down. A tiny bit further down. There you go. Just beneath them was a three foot tall creature wearing a helmet. I say creature as this thing was in a greeny brown suit, was out by themselves and was bouncing across the road by the field in a series of little jumps, almost as if our Earth was to this creature the equivalent of us walking on the moon. He was moonwalking, eh? Bang. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a kind of creature from a program to compare this to, but I can't. So, greeny brown suit. Was it like a uh, what are those things from Free... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory called? Oompa Loompas. Was it like a three-piece suit? Or like a dungaree suit? Overall suit? Bow tie? Tux? 
<laughs> no, it wasn't suit. a tux. <laughs> More like a boiler suit, I think. Okay. They were in a tux, ready to take them out on a date. Could have been the international... International? <laughs> that could have been the international... International MIBs. That could have been the international MIBs. <laughs> in a tux. Why did you raise your eyebrows at me as you said, in a tux? <laughs> like, are you trying to hit on me? I've got a tux, you know. <laughs> Just turn up in the bow. <laughs> Oh, gosh. It was you in the field, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they noticed. Got a, boom, got a boom box with me. As the creature came closer, he had ass for days. <laughs> and a booming voice <laughs> that made the ground shake around it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that actually took me a second. Oh, no. Um... So we've not got to this part yet. So did this thing just bounce and then stop right in front of them and look up at them? Or was it just going about their way and they were watching it? So it was kind of going about its way, bouncing along. And did it stop when it noticed them or did it just continue to do whatever it was doing and they followed it? We are literally going to get onto that next. Okay. Mrs. Mananen and Seneca Quitinen, damn it, I did so well the first time, Seneca Quitinen, report at this point that the creature just disappeared on the other side of the road. And that is actually our tale for today. Seneca slammed her foot on the gas, having pretty much crapped her pants, and the people drove away. So in summary today, we've had Mrs. Mananen, or have we? Roll on February the 5th, 1971 at 3 p.m. on a snowy and if you don't like snow, indeed, a miserable grey afternoon. 21-year-old Peta Aliranta and 18-year-old Esko Wahani Snek were hot, sweaty lumberjacks. You know how Moonwalker loves lumberjacks. Big Strong, hard-working people. Respectable. The duo. (laughs) (laughs) The duo had spent the duration of the day at that point chopping trees near Kangaskaila village in Kanula, also in Finland. These places, are they Finnish? (laughs) That is not how I've been led to believe Finnish places sound. How have you been led to believe that they sound? Oh, I wouldn't want to say. (laughs) I've watched too much Wayne's World. No, was that Sweden actually, not Finland? I think it might have been Sweden. My gosh, that's embarrassing. I think it was. So, lumberjacks in Finland, they were really hot, really sweaty. Hard work. Due to the dark skies, our loyal royal subjects called it a day and packed up their lumberjack gear. As Petter switched off his chainsaw, he noticed something silvery grey floating around at the top of the trees. This thing was reportedly shaped like two saucers stacked together and was 15 feet across. At the bottom of the craft, Petter could make out 
six feet landing legs extended. This thing was coming down. As the craft descended, a circular hatch appeared to open at the bottom of it. The craft settled 50 feet away from Petter and his colleague Esco, who, with that chainsaw on until recently and now shutting off, was completely unaware as to what was unfolding. At the moment, it sounds quite similar to our previous Lumberjack encounter. Yeah, these guys were about to finish up for the day. They were lumberjacking off. I say up until now. We're yet to see what happened. Was the last lumberjack one the one where that alien died in front of them? Yeah. Oh, that was a sad one, wasn't it? So I'm quite disappointed in the fact that you have the description that it was shaped like two saucers stacked together. And you didn't include the picture that I include in mine of two saucers stacked together. Very disappointed in you, Kevin. Why would I go over the same material? Because it's funny. We like to mix it up on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Says us every week who cover hypnotic regression. That we do. Not for long. In this situation, if you saw that and you just cut your chainsaw off, you're turning your chainsaw back on, because I am. Mm. I'm not necessarily wielding it as a weapon. But, but you're I'm prepared. Ha- yeah. I don't think I would because I'd want to have the benefit of sound when you've got a chainsaw oh, run. I don't know if you've ever been around a chainsaw, but they are so one. loud. You've used one. You know mm-hmm. you have to be proper qualified for those, don't you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law um, is fully qualified and came round a couple of weeks ago to cut down the shed slash tree in my back garden. As the tree had grown through the shed. <laughs> it was a she. The things are fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also very dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but no, they're, they're proper, proper, proper loud. I clearly have all my limbs. So Debatable. I was fine. Very debatable. <laughs> Look at your finger. That finger's a state. I, I didn't you say could they, not... I did not say that they Look were all at in that great finger. <laughs> You Just could said not I have them. You have no power over where that finger goes. Wherever you try and stick that, that's going a different direction, my friend. I think it's going to need to be broken. That looks like you need to go to A and E, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Moonwalker's finger is pointing pretty much at a ninety-degree angle to the wrong direction. What did you do to it? Um, Chainsaw, actually. Dislocated it. Well, I think it dislocated. It might have broke. It's, but it, was it looks all, pretty dislocated, to be fair. <laughs> it was bent the wrong way. and It, it was looks just like it's bent from the joint. During football, so I just pulled it back into place and just carried on playing. Adrenaline was like... Yeah, you don't always through, feel so, them during yeah. the moment, do you? But afterwards... But fuck me, when I... Oh, that drive home. I mean... It's horrible. You look disgusting. <laughs> I am... Um, as soon as I got through the door, I went straight to the kitchen, poured a whiskey. And poured it on, stuck and, your and finger in it. <laughs> Come on, my friend. Down the whiskey, up. then poured another one and took two painkillers with the whiskey. Woke up late the next day. <laughs> <laughs> what? How strong were the painkillers? I was only like 10 minutes late, but fuck me. So, circular handing. Handing? Handing? Really, what are these aliens really doing? Does look fucked up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, I was trying to get away from that, but if you want to talk about Sorry. your disgusting finger some more, I'm surprised it hasn't gone green. 
So I've got fucking movement. What are you on about? It's not full. <laughs> it's not moving healthily. It's moving at the wrong angle. All your fingers are going one way and that Shut one's up. got its own mind. It's like, nope, I'm going this way. It's been taken over by an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see who's getting proud when you get home later. <laughs> Self-prove. <laughs> it's a circular hatch anyway. That circle, it turns out, was some kind of portal or beam generating contraption as a figure would slowly begin descending from the craft towards the floor. This figure was about three feet tall and in a greenish suit. Getting quite a good view, Petta, Petta could make out that the helmet had a faceplate like a scuba diver, which Petter couldn't see through. Just in the way proper scuba gear protects us against the pressure of the seas, it could be that this suit protected the creature from our own world's pressure. As the little creature landed, it did not sink beneath the snow, but rather hopped along on top almost as if the creature was moonwalking. It's the same damn creature as three days earlier. With that, Petter thought he was Marcus Phoenix and started back up that chainsaw of his. Stop! This, in turn, alerted Esco, who, startled, turned towards Petter. I've no idea what I've written in the research notes there, but that's definitely some sort of autocorrect. Is that to be free deed? <laughs> <laughs> to be free deed by pet the shocked ass. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've written in my research notes is that Esco turned towards pet to be free to D by Petter's shocked ass and a peculiar three feet tall figure moonwalking quite swiftly towards them. I've got no idea what I was trying to say there. <laughs> I clearly didn't double check this one when I wrote that section. When this creature came down from the ship, did it come down like it was a boss, like a king? Or like that slow, dramatic... There was music in the background. Yeah. Arms yeah. out like this, it just kind of floated down. Like... Um, Kind of like that, actually. We've got a picture coming up ah, in a moment. Cool. So you can see the pose so that quite the regal. creature took. And then um, I'm guessing the chainsaws were on and then all of a sudden he they just it back stopped. On. So he turned the chainsaw off, one of them, as he saw it, and then he's turned it back on, which has shocked the other guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we okay. This picture is nothing like what I pictured. Uh, I wonder if it was turned towards Petter to be greeted by Petter's shocked ass. Ah, that really bugged you, didn't I, it? Yeah, <laughs> I wrote this one on my phone whilst I was doing other things. Sometimes <laughs> the, the, the pause made it sound sexual, didn't it? I'm sorry. That was really not did. that was not what I meant at all. But sometimes on the phone it does strange <laughs> autocorrect things. Jacking off and typing it. Oh 
my gosh. <laughs> to open an episode at the same Jack, time. <laughs> the research was so good, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, the image, there you go, sir. It's nothing what I pictured. Often you derail me. I've derailed myself today. <laughs> Absolutely derailed. Not what you pictured? No. In what way? I pictured like a green goblin thing with just a scuba mask from here. So like it's covering that portion. Like uh, Okay. Um, how do I? Like Scorpion or Sub-Zero's mask. That kind of shape. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then him just floating down the portal with a regal kind of cape on and his arms up. M. Heaven, Bison style. Heaven, that's it. Heavenly music like playing as he comes down. But what you've actually no. got is a weird boiler suit penguin looking just thing looks like in a, a scuba. scuba penguin. Scuba penguin. <laughs> that's what it is. Scuba penguin. Um, apparently... There are some dimensions next to him, and he was 90 centimetres tall. And the ship was five metres in diameter and three metres from top. That's three metres from the hatch down, isn't it? Yes, three metres from the hatch to the ground. I say in diameter, five metres across. We have no idea. So if you're, what, three foot tall and you're dropping three metres. Quite a height. You're getting hurt, aren't you? Well, he floated. He floated. He's a floater. He's M. Bison. M. Penguin. <laughs> Let's see what treats I've got in the next section. <laughs> <laughs> Heta was 21, remember? And at 21, we were foolish, Granville, speak weren't we? yourself. I'll speak for both of us. Heta, <laughs> seeing that the creature was charging towards him... Charge straight at the creature, <laughs> chainsaw in hand. <laughs> Gator, don't take Freedom! no shit, son. Ah, <laughs> uh, I watched that last night. That's random. Literally watched that last night. Very random. Gator, don't take no shit. As they were 30 feet apart, the creature fought better of it and turned around, swiftly moonwalking back towards their craft. Petta continued to chase, and as he got near the craft, Petta noticed other little green people in what he now realised were windows of the craft. About ten feet from the craft, the greenie floated once more back up into that craft. He came down to give him some light. He was like, we're really peaceful and we've got, we're going to die. But before we do, we just want to pass off these superpowers. And he was like, fuck your superpowers. <laughs> uh, I'll kick your little penguin ass. So these things have uh, well, va- vanished from life as we know it. Their powers will never this pass on to another. This moment could have changed the world for the better. Exactly. But this guy had we, a chainsaw in his hand and fought differently. We could have all been using M. Bison powers. Psycho energy, isn't it? Size, um, yeah, like Ness from Smash Brothers and um, Mother. And Bison's uh, a fucking badass. <laughs> so is Ness. And Bison, Doctor Doom. Ness. Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> As it was about three feet up from its head height, Petter 
freaking lunged at the little green person. Maniac. And grabbed hold of the creature's <laughs> right shoe. My shoe. Just, Cinderella. Shoe. <laughs> Cinderella moment. The shoe burned Petter's hand and Petter let go and backed away. The creature disappeared to safety and a low-pitched buzzing sound begun. You know all about low-pitched buzzing sounds, don't you, Granville? The craft took off with what was described as a weak gust of air, but there were no exhaust fumes to speak of. Within 15 seconds, the craft had risen up and disappeared from view. See, they could have come down to give Petter some powers, like that same power that burnt his hand, Mm. and he just chased them off. I mean, if they were here to be violent, I'm pretty sure they would have fought back, not run away. Well, they were three feet. They might not have fancied their chances against uh, a big lumberjack with a chainsaw. But they wouldn't have just walked up and tried their luck. Probably just walked up and was like, slap him, see what he does. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was their plan? They saw him. They weren't even here for anything. They were just stopping for the toilet break. (laughs) One of them was like, I dare you. To go out there, see that really big guy with that metal thing with teeth. Just want, wander up to him, <laughs> slap him, walk off. <laughs> see what he does. Like the Orange Cassidy kicks. That's what they were going to do. <laughs> Shin kicks. All the others knew full well that Petter was a psycho. <laughs> It's like a desk pop. They uh, tricked him into doing it. <laughs> I'm a first desk pop. <laughs> but Petter was having none of this shit, was he? <laughs> Even when it ran away, chased it and lunged at yep. it and grabbed it by the shoe. Psycho Pete. I'll get you, you penguin prick. After this three minute event, Petter and Esco were both pretty much paralysed for about an hour and couldn't speak. Why Esco? In the vicinity. Who knows how far the cosmic rays... From the shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Shoe is powerful. (laughs) One shoe to rule them all. Yeah, paralysed for about an hour and couldn't speak. But the only solid evidence left behind was the hand wound, which was still visible two months later. Oh, and those landing legs had circular plates on the bottom, which left rounded prints in the snow. Oh, and there were footprints left by the little green person. On that note, we have absolutely nothing to evidence this. No samples of the snow or soil were taken. The wound was not studied. I couldn't even find any pictures of the people involved in this one, let alone the evidence. Did that exist? It's a similar tale for for Sinica and Mrs. Mananen too. Having said all that, we do have two separate claims as to what is clearly the same creature. Meanwhile, this one has also been likened to the space penguins of Tuscumbia, and looking at the artwork accompanying this tale, you can indeed liken these little green people to those dirty space penguins. So yeah, we have two pictures here, which both clearly just like penguins in suits yeah they're both kind of baller suit slash scuba suit yeah. aren't they um what i was gonna say is imagine if um some aliens came down and actually took some penguins and gave them intelligent life so those were actually penguins in suits imagine if there is a really advanced penguin race of penguins 
that came to Earth and tried to settle the Earth, but the penguins gradually evolved to be less and less intelligent and adapted to the water. They could originally fly into space. In fact, they still can fly into space, but they only in the but they forgotten how the dolphins use. And they just <laughs> fly underwater instead. <laughs> Waiting to be awoken. I was going to say, if we don't have a picture of that wound, I'm calling bullshit. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, How is that finger, Granville? uh, (laughs) Tell me about the finger some more. How is Steed's revenge? Got burnt by a space penguin shoe. Whiskey's nice, isn't it? You better have a picture of it. I've got a lovely bottle of whiskey for tomorrow, by the way. Drinky pops. I got on my trail of thought now, shit. <laughs> Never trust a penguin wearing shoes. If ever you see a penguin in shoes, leg it. That's not an earth penguin. I mean, you could chase them with a chainsaw and they'll leg it. Are you encouraging people to chase penguins with chainsaws? <laughs> we take no responsibility for that. I don't know why, but I just pictured a um, group of penguins in shoes with switchblades, <laughs> like all just waking outside with someone, like and a little, like a little away. mob, like a little fuck. mob of penguins with switchblades. They're coming back. <laughs> well, kill you. Give me your wallet, you mug. Some would suggest that this case was a hoax, completely fabricated by a local radio DJ who had put some lumberjack pals up to the whole affair. Why a DJ? I don't know. Some say that a Finnish ufologist called Tapani Koninga, who is sadly no longer with us, informed British Flying Saucer Review magazine about the second encounter about eight months after it happened. It's possible that Petter and Esko didn't go far and wide with their story as they didn't want the ridicule that may come with this type of story. What else could it be? I don't have any reliable information to back this up, but I read in a couple of blogs and on some YouTube video comments that this area of Finland has a pretty high rate for alcohol intoxication. No judgement. Make of that what you will. I throw no shade, but simply ask... Is it possible two people got drunk and misinterpreted a wild animal and then two young people had one too many drinks and chased after an animal with a chainsaw accidentally cutting themselves? Any other theories, Mr. Moonwalker? I mean, you're asking if it's possible and I'm saying yes, it's possible. What? Hmm. These lumberjacks. That was... The lumberjacks who were lumberjacking off, yeah. Yeah, that was during the day, wasn't it? Just trying to think what they could have grabbed which would have burnt them. Like, if it was at night, I could so, understand, like, a... When um, you held the chainsaw, obviously the motors go around really, really quick. And to, near the edge, not actually on the blade, because obviously that would cut your arm off, which you should probably think about for your finger. But near that blade... I'm telling me to cut my finger off with a chainsaw. <laughs> well, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just... It might be something you want to think about to improve the appearance of your hand. <laughs> No, if you touch a chainsaw near that metal bit, does it get really hot, for example? I don't know. Or even if you turned it off, then touch the chainsaw immediately. If you've been cutting, that would get hot because of the friction. No, it's true, but I had gloves on, so I wouldn't know. Why am I trying to take down my own probe? Because you know it's bullshit.
I know nothing. You've shit all over it, right? I'm not in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, but now you've just no, shat all over it. Squatted and dropped all over myself. <laughs> um, I did think that maybe they Don't saw think. a rabbit. like Three foot rabbit? Holy shit. Let's yeah. probe that. Exactly. Bunny. <laughs> Give me the bunny. Do you think all bunnies can talk but, and have really deep voices, but I just don't? Yes. Hey, baby. Boing. Thump, 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 thump. Money, thumper. <laughs> Any other thoughts on? On thumper? No. <laughs> In summary, we've had little green men invading... Finland, sorry, little green penguins invading Finland during February 1971. First, Mrs. Mananen and Sinika Kuitanen were driving when they were followed by a light. They stopped to examine it, but it vanished before they saw a three feet tall green suited creature moonwalk past their vehicle. Moonwalk and space penguins. Then we met 21 year old Petter and his. 18-year-old lumberjack colleague, Esco. Petter saw a UFO land and a little green man, just like what our first subject saw, descend from the craft. Petter turned on his chainsaw as the creature moonwalk charged towards the lumberjacks. This startled Esco, who then watched on in shock as Petter chased and dived at the creature, catching them by their shoe as they floated back up to their spaceship. The shoe burnt Petter's hand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I... Whoa. Can I just finish? Yeah. The creature escaped and the lumberjacks could barely move or speak for an hour. Petter's burn took two months to heal and there were indents left in the snow which weren't analysed. Some say it is all a hoax. Some don't. You have some thoughts, Mr Moonwalker? Yes, I do. (laughs) He's charging at it with a chainsaw. Yeah. Grabs its foot with its hand. What the hell is the chainsaw doing? He's got it in his other hand. He's not got he is not one with, hand. Yes, you could. Chainsaw in. That chainsaw's gonna cut him. Oh no, he might have he turned it off. Leg. Mate. He cut his Chains- hand. Chainsaw was on. And he was charging at it with an on It was, but then you have to keep your hands on a trigger, don't you? And then why? You said you've operated a chainsaw. Why? You know that if you don't have your hands on it, they turn off. Why? Safety measure. Be arch. Would you run at it? Checkmate, bitch! <laughs> with a chainsaw, but then not use the chainsaw and grab with your hand? Because it was floating up. He wanted to, I don't bloody oh, know. Could have reached that with a chainsaw and cut it in half. Maybe he didn't want to kill it, he just wanted to get Touch it. it. He just wanted to grab it. Maybe he wasn't thinking it. straight. I mean, what the hell goes through your mind when you're charging towards a creature that's charged at you? This alien played chicken and lost. <laughs> <laughs> need a new chair. <laughs> hey, Greg. Either that or get, this. Get the, he'll never charge back. He would never do that. Either we need a ch- new chair or this chair has a weight limit. And I'm above the weight limit. <laughs> it may be that, yeah. Yeah. In new chair. <laughs> <laughs> I keep finding myself kind of sinking. Uh, so. You're shrinking. Uh, 
I'm, I'm still thinking that they wanted to give them superpowers, but he chased them off. Missed opportunity. Exactly. Like, I'm picturing that shoe like Cinderella. For fucks. You're getting small, son. Like Cinderella. And, uh, the glass slip a bit back. I can see you going down <laughs> as you're talking to me. You're slow. It's like you're doing that thing when people try and make you think they're walking downstairs when they're behind a <laughs> sofa. You're just gradually shrinking. <laughs> uh, you need to work on that cardio, son. Maybe if you cut that finger off, then you'll uh, stop shrinking. <laughs> Are you saying that it was aliens? I am. I'm saying it's a missed opportunity for humans to get superpowers from some space penguins. They didn't take it. We lost out. They reacted with violence when they should have reacted with love. Exactly. So, yes, space <laughs> penguins. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> Weren't expecting that, were you? Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck off, is this aliens? <laughs> I had no evidence whatsoever. Nah, this isn't aliens. Um, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's people getting drunk and seeing things. Mm. I think it's all just a hoax. Just made up stories. Yeah, I did try and I couldn't trace any of the people involved. I mean, if you got your hand burnt by an alien shoe, you're having a picture of that. It's going to get examined. It's hard to say You're going to get a check to see if there's any radiation burn or anything. Even if you are a big, tough, sweaty lumberjack, you're not just taking that burn. I mean, some of us get injured and just carry on, but I mean, this was, not a lumberjack. This was the 70s. Still, cameras. Even today, me and you could write into any magazine with like a, a listener tale, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And it gets printed in the magazine, no one thinks anything of it, when actually that happened and we're, we're telling the world. Absolutely. And local radio was way bigger back then than it is now. So people... I don't know if I've just got you back on board or I haven't there. I mean, in terms of a hoax. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Like, people can call up and say whatever and it will get broadcast. Yeah. Rather than now, like, local radio is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, all you local radio DJs. If any local radios would like to pick up our show... (laughs) Drop us a message. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm not saying that it was aliens either, and there's no point beating around the bush. This is one of those those (laughs) cases whereby the evidence just isn't there for us to reliably... Whoa, what is going on with my mouth? You cannot You're starting to act like your finger. The the evidence just isn't there for us to reliably conclude anyway, but not aliens, sadly. I'm therefore not saying that it was aliens, as I said, but with such an outlandish story, someone surely would have picked this up and tested the snow and soil where the craft landed, or examined that burn on Petter's hand, or studied the area the little green creature moonwalked across, as we kind of touched upon earlier, or in fact you touched upon earlier. Without that, this one unfortunately lacks credibility. Having said that, a person chasing an alien with a chainsaw is probably going to stick a long time in my memory. It feels like every now and then we cover a case that we just remember. Mm -hmm. Like 
I mean, I know it's the first episode technically, but Huggins. Uh, sometimes when something Cohen. really bonkers happens, it just stays in your mind, and yeah, that feels like. <laughs> ah, get it. <laughs> Any any final thoughts from yourself, Mr. Moonwalker? Uh, no. No, I can't say there is. Then that is a wrap for today. Thank you for listening to... But it was in If you have any suggestions for future probes, you can get these over to us on the Twitter at But It Was Alien. Oh, no, Twitter! Well. And the Twitter. I need a new pair of pants. <laughs> I thought you'd missed it there. <laughs> if you just want to share some paranormal memes, you can find our Facebook page, But It Was Aliens, and find the associated secret public private discoverable, discoverable by all hidden group called Extraterrestrial Towers. <laughs> all friendly faces and even friendly people without faces are welcome. If, however... That's not enough, and you want to hear more bizarre tales, you can head on over to Patreon.com, where each month, for about the cost of a cup of coffee, we release a bonus episode where we probe a more widely paranormal creature or story to determine, just like we do here, for the questionable benefit of humanity, as to whether these tales really are paranormal. On Patreon, we sometimes go a little longer and we get a little weirder as we release those paranormal juices. That's all from us for this episode, so until next time. If Red Bull gives you wings, what does a can of monster give you? The truth is up there. Hash tag prom. I'm, I'm not giggling at what you said. I'm giggling at the answer that came straight to my head without even realizing. Go on then, quickly. Before the music stops, hard on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>